0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Ridiculous Reddit Stories. So today, I've just pulled off some stories from r slash petty revenge. I thought these were uh, pretty amusing, personally, so I wanted to share with you guys. All right, this first one is called How I Made My Ex-Friend Feel Like an Idiot, and this was posted by Beautifully Cold. All right, ever since preschool, I was friends with this girl. Let's call her Nina. We used to sit together in class, and we were known to be very serious, very quiet, and had the best grades. This lasted until we were 10 or 11. We came to school after summer, and I realized the whole class dynamic changed. There were suddenly cliques and a lot of gossiping. I wasn't into that, so I didn't really engage, but Nina did. After a while, she was a part of one very annoying group. We fell apart, and she became friends with my bullies. Now to the story. The school I attended used to do a show for parents every couple of years. Every class was supposed to think of something and perform it on stage. It was mandatory and everyone had to participate. Every year, some performances were good and some were terrible. My class was full of hormonal 12 year olds. So naturally, everyone thought the whole thing was stupid and we didn't want to do anything. Our teacher eventually got upset with us and planned our performance. We were to sit on that stage, pass the microphone around and tell jokes about computers. We had some weird IT class that year. Everyone thought it was idiotic, but she said we had enough time to think of something already, and so we had to do it. Well, a few weeks before the show, Nina brought a script of a sketch written by her grandma. It was hilarious. Suddenly, everyone was on board and wanted to perform. Her teacher agreed, but because the sketch was was only for four people, we were still doing the jokes thing. Nina was chosen as one of the four along with my friend Alice. Then our teacher picked four understudies. I agreed to be Alice's. The day of the performance came, and I was hanging out with Alex backstage. The sketch was at the beginning of the program. Alice was in her costume, and we were practicing lines. When the show started, we realized Nina wasn't there. When she finally came in, she started yelling at me, Why are you not in costume? I was very confused, so I replied, Why would I? Nina said, in case I didn't come in time. I just stared at her and then it clicked. She thought I was her understudy. I was still resentful about her choice of friends, so I decided to have some fun with her. Nina asks, do you remember your lines? I said, no. She says, what? What if I don't come? What would you do then? I said, I don't know. Laugh? She started scowling and started yelling again. Why did you want to perform if you didn't plan to learn those lines? Where are you so irresponsible? At this point, Alice decided to join our conversation and spoil my fun. Alice, you know she was supposed to learn my lines, not yours. She's my understudy. Nina stared blankly at us. Who's mine then? I said, we have no idea. Nina scoffed. She was clearly frustrated, but stormed off without another word. Me and Alice had a good laugh about it. Later, we found out Nina never talked with her understudy. The girl thought Nina wanted me as her understudy, and so she didn't prepare at all. That would have been a disaster, but probably not as big as the unfunny joke thing. And she dared to call me irresponsible. I didn't learn my lines either, but that's not the point. Anyways, I thought this story was pretty cute, so I wanted to share. Okay, our next story is called "Want to be the office tyrant and enjoy getting fired in disgrace." This is posted by Frank North 2010. For some reason, the moderators of Pro Revenge didn't think this was pro enough, so I'm putting it here. Back in the late 1990s, I worked for a company that built and sold computers in bulk for large businesses. It was originally a Chinese firm, with its American expansion headquarters based in Milpitas, California. Name of the company rhymes with Dupercom. (laughs) They had satellite offices all around the U.S., I was the lead technician and computer builder at one of the locations in South Texas. It was a relatively small business, about 20 or so people, with sales offices in the front and a huge warehouse filled with computer parts in the back. We had a total Karen of an office manager named Susanna, who was the definition of a petty tyrant. She attempted to rule that office with an iron fist and was a total B word to everyone. She had the emotional maturity of a jealous, self-centered middle schooler and it showed. She tried. To, she liked to try to constantly exert power over everyone, and everyone in the office absolutely hated her. When her secretary had us build her a new computer for her home, Susanna marched into our tech office the next day and demanded to know what kind of computer we built her, just so she could order one for herself that was more powerful because, quote, it isn't right that my subordinate has a better computer than me. That's just one example of how petty and immature she was. We told her that we couldn't divulge that information because of customer privacy, so of course she went behind our backs and looked up the invoices to see it for herself, because, unfortunately, she had the necessary access to do that. Then she demanded we build one for her that had a better processor, more memory, a bigger hard drive, and etc. Then, she proceeded to take the computer home for herself and wrote it off as a company expense. She didn't even pay for it like her secretary did. Another example of her pettiness was towards myself. Back then, hardware vendors used to come to us to display and sell their wares because they knew that if we bought them, we were going to be buying them in bulk. And that means thousands of units at a time. As the manager of the tech department, the regional manager expected me to be at those presentations to learn about the product and how it would integrate with computers that my department was expected to build. On the day the vendors came in to give their presentation, Susanna demanded that I go to the warehouse during that time to help the warehouse manager put away stock. Wrong. I told her that as the manager of the tech department, I had to be at the meeting. She didn't like that. She then demanded, in front of the entire office and the vendors themselves, to go to the warehouse like a lowly assistant and help put away stock. I refused. Then she got really irate and wanted to quote, put me in my place, in front of everyone because she couldn't stand to be told no. She had to maintain her dominance in the workplace. So, I simply walked out of the room, got on the phone, and called the regional manager. She actually yelled at me to come back to where she was because, quote, she wasn't finished with me yet. I told her, quote, yes you are, I have a phone call to make, while I was dialing. I got the regional manager on the phone and explained the situation in front of her, the vendors, and the entire office. I put him on speakerphone he demanded to speak with her and told her in no uncertain terms that i was to be at that presentation no ifs ands or buts he told me that if she still refused to call him back you could have heard a pin drop at the office the look on her face was priceless her face was so red it resembled a cooked lobster when i hung up the phone crossed my arms and waited and you know what she still insisted i go to the warehouse and help put away stock This time, Robert, the sales manager, who was about 10 years older than her, intervened and told Susanna that he would be calling the regional manager back if she didn't allow me to attend the presentation. She got even redder still. You could practically see the steam pouring out of her ears. She just screamed, fine, and went to her office and slammed the door so hard it cracked the glass window in it. I attended the presentation, but forever after that, she was trying to get myself and Robert in trouble for any petty reason she could think of. She would even go so far as to turn on computer monitors in the tech room after I had left, then attempt to berate me the next day for forgetting to turn them off and wasting electricity. Just stupid petty little things like that. She would forge sales reports to try to make Robert and his team look bad and generally make everyone's office life miserable. Cue the revenge. Everyone in the office was tired of this B-word's antics, so we formulated a plan. We had noticed that during the quarterly warehouse inventory report, that if there were inventory units coming up short, say, several processors or video cards or whatever missing, she would zero those negative units out in the system and reprint the reports to make it look like there was never anything out of place. She didn't investigate or try to get to the bottom of it, she just zeroed them out because she was lazy and didn't want those stolen or misplaced items to reflect badly on her performance as the office manager about a week before the next quarterly inventory report we purposely hid about two crates 60 units of video cards so that the inventory would come up short the warehouse manager printed out two copies of the inventory reports keeping one for himself before he presented to the reports to Susanna. then he called the regional manager and told him that he might want to visit our location soon because he was concerned about items going missing in the warehouse Susanna, of course as we predicted zeroed out those missing units and presented the reports to the regional manager the next day as if everything was just peachy keen. The warehouse manager then took the regional manager aside and showed him the real reports and told him of Susanna's butt-covering shenanigans. Needless to say, she was very much fired within minutes after those reports were presented. Then the entire office watched in silent happiness as a disgraced Susanna cleaned out her office and made the walk of shame to her car. As soon as the main office door closed behind her, everyone in the office cheered. It was loud enough that Susanna heard through the glass doors and windows as she shamefacedly walked her box of belongings out to load into her car, tears of embarrassment and rage streaming down her face. You could tell she heard because she stopped with her head down before a brief moment before continuing on to her car. Susanna's assistant, a nice older woman named Helen, became the new office manager. Everyone at the office was much happier with her at the helm, and productivity increased accordingly. Alright, this next one's called, Finally Got Payback on an Ex-Coworker. This was a few years ago, but it ran across my mind today for some reason. Oh, posted by fun-problem-5883. When I was 20, I started a job as a teller at Wells Fargo. At the specific location, it was a trailer, or that's what we called it anyways. Just picture a super long, skinny building. Also, this was only for drive throughs so it was located next to the actual bank. This drive-thru had 8 drive-ups and 2 pull-ups for merchants. The merchant pull-ups were literally on the building, and the others were in front. Picture a Sonic fast food place. Four of the drive-ups were on one side of the quote-unquote trailer, and another on the other side. It took at least five of us to man this on a slow day. Well, one day my boss let everyone get, go to lunch at once, except for the three of us me, Kim, and Jessica. Well, my half of the trailer, where I was completely by myself and had to man the four drive throughs and the merchant. If you know, doing the merchant is time consuming. Sorry, I'm not really sure what that means. Like, what is the merchant? anyways I'm gonna keep going I'm gonna keep going there's typically a lot of cash being deposited which takes time obviously to count well on this day Kim and Jessica just didn't feel like working and literally just sat there as I was trying to help five separate people at once Jessica walks over and tells me to hurry up and that people are waiting I looked at her in disbelief I asked her to help while Kim just sat there staring at me I got so pissed off I called Jessica a b-word straight up well my idiot boss comes back from, from her lunch, and Jessica goes straight to her and complains about me, and I get written up. My boss could not have cared less of the circumstances, Obvious, oblivious to the lack of scheduling on her part. Whatever. Anyways, I ended up getting fired because Jessica just couldn't let it go. She was traumatized. Also, it didn't help that my boss kept making me work the merchant lane. If you know anything about being a teller, you know that being a merchant teller requires experience, and this was my first teller job ever. Okay, so the fun part. Years later, I opened an account at a local credit union. It was just an account for fun money. Totally forgot about it after like a year and realized it was in the negative. But it was literally $3 in the negative. So I go in to take care of it, and lo and behold, there's Jessica. She immediately recognized me. I go to the counter, and another girl pulls up my account. I immediately tell her why I'm there, of course, while Jessica sees this as an opportunity to embarrass me, as there's also at least four other account holders in this small lobby. The teller that's helping me had to call a number to reset the account. Well, Jessica walks over, leans over this girl, and loudly says, her account is in the negative, she needs to pay that first, then glares at me and smirks. Oh, heck no. So I let this girl finish the call and get things squared away. And then I get my account to like $100 balance. Not much, but again, this is just my fun money account. I head out the door and damned be me, I run into the branch manager. I tell her about Jessica and that I was considering closing my account over it. Well, about two hours later, I get a call from the branch manager and she apologized profusely and told me Jessica had been let go because it wasn't the first complaint about her and not the first time she had been unprofessional it's so funny the first comment the top comment here is "Karma's a bitch and the first response to that is so is jessica <laughs> okay this next one is called the best revenge is a life well lived by tr- trash underscore rat thrown away a few years ago i female started working at a hobby shop where i met rose and wilson we all started as work friends eventually rose and wilson begin to date Rose was gorgeous then, skinny and healthy, perfect skin, beautiful hair, great makeup, and was always clean. She was actively going to therapy and taking medication for her mental health issues and was doing great. I began to have issues at home, causing me to look for my first apartment. During this time, Rose implied her family was mistreating her. This was proven false. Eventually she made a claim which made Wilson and I feel that our hand is forced, and got an apartment, which I paid the entire deposit and fees for. For a bit, Rose would not move in with us for around a month. Could not move in with us for around a month and did not put any money towards it. Very quickly, she started to reveal that she was a parasite. Getting a dog named Tough, I had to take care of, quitting her job, not paying her part, no chores, using my things without permission, even stopping putting effort into herself. She didn't wash herself properly and only showered twice a week, stinking up whatever room she was in. Soon she began taking my any anger she had out on me, then saying it wasn't her fault since she is bipolar, love found me, then went back to mistreating me. Wilson did not get involved to avoid her wrath. Eventually, she had isolated me, made me the bad guy, made me rely on her, having learned of my own issues, and then using them against me. I tried to reach out for help from a mutual friend who turned around and told Rose out of revenge since I friend-zoned her. This made Rose gaslight me into thinking I was being the crazy one. I was forced to stay with them as I had nowhere to go. We moved into a slightly bigger apartment with an extra person after Toff passed. Rose left the door open while I was at work and Toff got out into a busy street, which Rose blamed on Wilson's little brother. Oh my god, that's horrible. The Revenge Eventually, I found my now-fiancé Sam him taking my attention from Rose, causing the behavior to get worse. I finally realized what Rose had been doing to me. I moved out later while they were on a two-day trip. I basically vanished from their lives. I didn't pay my part of the rent for that month since I was only a week into it. I canceled the water bill that was under my name, and I had reported the nasty condition Rose and Wilson left their room in, causing bug issues that spread to the apartment below. Then, as the last bit of revenge, I took Toff's ashes as she was really my dog anyways. They didn't get evicted, but they had to pay fees, which on top of the water being shut off, forced Rose to start working again. But she's been able to hold down a job for more than a month. A year later, I'm in an apartment with my best friend of 10 years, my fiance and my new kitten. I had started to go out of my way to post happy life updates, knowing she had a second account purely to stalk me. I got engaged before her. Wilson doesn't want to despite her insistence. With a beautiful proposal, I have a great job which is setting me on a career path for the rest of my life, i lost weight, I'm in therapy, and I'm planning a wedding that, while small, is incredibly nice and something she could never have. Recently, I saw Rose in public. She is overweight, covered in acne, has matted hair, and looks like she hasn't showered in weeks, accompanied by a miserable-looking Wilson. Rose spotted me with Sam, even trying to follow us, but was stopped by Wilson. Sam told me she looked furious. I had pretended to not even notice her. The best revenge from all of this is living a better life than her and knowing I live rent-free in her mind. This next one is, Post my number on fake mail for mail casual encounters ads. How about fake Craigslist ads bringing hundreds of people to your dorm at 5.30 a.m.? This is posted by Renitus Randomness. In my mid-twenties, early 2010s, I was looking for a used moped. I found one on an online marketplace. The seller didn't want me to go to him, so he met me at my apartment complex. It was a really big apartment complex, so he wouldn't know where I actually lived. He pulls the moped out of the back of his truck, and two to three pieces literally fall off of it. I had a flat tire, so I couldn't test ride it. It had a flat tire, excuse me. At this point, I'm out. He starts yelling at me about how I'm a time waster and how I should pay for his gas. I tell him off as I'm walking away, and that was that. Except he kept calling and texting me, talking crap. I gotta admit, it got quite juvenile between us. Part of me was like, just block this fool and be done. But the petty part of me kind of liked watching him squirm, because I was dropping rhetorical elbows on him. Pretty much all of his insults were something about me being gay and liking gay sex. I'm straight, and my then-girlfriend was with me when I met up with him. So after a while, I started feeding into it, except I turned it about his mom being a dude and me being her top. I told you, very sophomoric and depraved, think like South Park type of dialogue. After a particularly brutal exchange, he stopped, and I thought it might finally be over. The next day, mid-afternoon, my phone starts blowing up. When I say blowing up, I mean I was getting so many calls that every time I answered one, I'd have multiple missed calls and voicemails and text messages as soon as I got off. It took a while to figure it out, but he had put up multiple Craigslist ads all around the country. For everything from severely discounted vehicles great deals on fake apartments and even mail-on-mail casual encounters my phone was literally unusable I could not dial it because of constant incoming calls texts and quite a few dick pics I had to borrow my girlfriend's phone to file a police report so they could get him to stop after a little time the cops calls me back with him on the line and he basically gets us to both to say well stop like a couple of kids getting a warning from an elementary school teacher or something And that was the end, or so I thought. A couple months go by, and the calls start again. Again, I call the police, but this time they're less than helpful, basically asking me if I can prove that it's him. I thought I might need to take the legal action to get it to stop, so I requested a copy of the police report. The copy they sent me included his address by mistake. It should have been redacted. Booyah. That Friday night, I posted a ton of fake Craigslist ads from a burner account about giving away tons of household items. Bikes, kid stuff, clothes, furniture, appliances, you name it. The ads had a story about moving out of the country and needing it all gone ASAP. I put his address in the ads and said I'd be putting everything on the driveway at 5.30 a.m. sharp Saturday morning and if the item they wanted wasn't out yet to knock on the door. He only lived about 20 minutes away from me, and I couldn't miss this show. So I got to his house and parked about a block up at 5 a.m. on the dot, tucked the ads down to cover my tracks, and just waited for people to start showing up. It was like Black Friday on steroids. People with pickup trucks and trailers, box trucks, and plenty of people with regular cars too. It was gridlock for a few blocks around his house. People honking like it was rush hour. His lawn looking like a freaking concert. There were so many people. Him and his chick were going absolutely wild. His neighbors were waking up and yelling from their windows. I could hear his chick screaming, I told you not to mess with that dude again. The funniest thing I have ever seen. I was dead. Never got any retaliation. I guess he got the message. He got me pretty good, but I got the better of him in the end. <laughs> okay. Our last story is one of the funnier ones. It's really short and to the point. This is posted by I Hate Renex07. Think you can cut in front of me in line? Think again. I was at an amusement park the other day with my friend, and we were waiting in line for about one and a half hours for the best ride in the park. Near the end of the line, some snot-nosed kid and his friend cut right in front of us. My friend could tell I was pissed, and she asked them what they were doing. All they did was shrug and laugh. When we finally got to the ride, they were sitting in a seat right in front of us. I'm not good with coasters, so my stomach was upset, and I could feel I was about to throw up. But instead of getting off the ride, I said, Hey, bitch boy. And the kid turned around, and a projectile vomited in his face. I acted like it was an accident, but I was smiling at him the whole time, and he couldn't stop crying and throwing up himself. It wasn't even a little bit embarrassing. The kid should have been with his parents. (laughs) The top comment says, assault by vomit is crazy. Okay, this episode is going to be a little shorter because I am in a bit of a time crunch. Also, I'm not sure why, but my microphone sounds really quiet for some reason, and I'm going to try to fix it. I hope this episode doesn't sound like a a lot quieter than the other ones, but hopefully my microphone will be back to normal by the next episode. And yeah, hope you guys all enjoyed this week's episode of Ridiculous Reddit Stories read by a human again, or workshopping this. But anyways, I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye-bye.